Can you hear me now? Anything? Is it working? Can you hear me? Eric Alper has a shit ton of followers on Twitter. But four friends in real life. Yeah, well, that's how it works, right? How did that happen? It's just something that that just happened, you know? Like, it's just stuff that was swirling around in my brain. We're talking amps, electric guitars, maybe even lasers. Once I got on social media, it was like, oh, here's an outlet. Like, even if you go back to the very first hundred tweets, it's the same philosophy. If you want to rock, you got to break the rules. Go and have fun and don't talk politics and don't be mean behind your screen. It's, it's actually my rules of life. These Canadians are so kind. That has a lot to do with it, too. <laughs> are you a musician as well? or No, I can't play if my life depended on it. I, and I tried, but I stunk at every single instrument that I, I could possibly get my hands on. I come at it as a music fan. And that's why when I do publicity for artists, I'm coming at it like a fan first and then somebody who works in the industry second. So when I do interviews, it's never really about it from the industry point of view. It's always coming at it like I can appreciate it because I can't do it. I can't perform music. All of this is magic to me, how they're able to go into a studio with a complete blank tape. If you watch any music documentary of any artist in the studio, I can't even fathom the creativity even if you don't like them because i i can't do it i can't do it at all how do you feel about electronic music everything has a place in it, it you know are you talking about like more computers less emotion well just less physical like instruments there's a story i read this week that now you can create music by waving your hands you put on these ai kind of gloves it's not for me if I didn't come from the generation that I did, EDM and electronic music and bop music might be like, oh, there's no humanistic value in it. But it's not like that. Because I remember growing up in the 80s listening to Tears for Fears and Duran Duran and you know, all the pop music. And I'm sure that people older than me were like, that's not music. The Beatles are music. The Stones are music. The people don't even have a guitar in their band. So everything always changes. But one thing I don't understand is the immense popularity of TikTok and songs getting to be 45 seconds, 50 seconds, 60 seconds. I don't get just the hook of a song when I'm growing up in an era where a dark stage and then a beam of light and you can see me and my guitar. Yeah, and solos and not every course sounded the same, you know. Here, it just seemed like I've been in, in the studio with, with certain artists where it takes them literally 40 minutes to create the song because they're just doing the chorus once and then they just repeat it over and over and over again. I like hearing Hey Jude by the Beatles and every time he says Hey Jude, it's different. It's just that level of creativity. Do you like comedy? Love comedy. All I listen to on the podcast is like Conan O'Brien's and... And mine. 
yeah, and yours. Just, <laughs> just stuff that like sets me away from the planet for a couple of hours. Who did you grow up listening to? I love Amy Schumer. I think she's hilarious. Yeah. I love her too. And I love Daniel Tosh. It's so funny. Amy is just a person that you would totally want to hang out with, right? Yeah. I, like, I, I love her. Like, I look up to her. She's hilarious. It's like every other thing that she says is like a laugh out loud joke, which is like what I'm working towards. And I've been recording like my sets and publishing them just so people can like see how I edit and stuff. Are you at the point where you are struggling and concerned over every single word that comes out of your mouth when you're doing stand up? Um, well, it's fun for me. Like this isn't a job, like I'm not getting paid to do this. So there's a lot of stress that's alleviated, although I don't have a job at all right now. But, you know, I, I would love it to be a career potentially. But like, it's just it's fun. And like, I'm learning and I think I think it's just something that develops. And I think that's like music. I think that's why a lot of comedians used to open up for musicians and bands. Yeah, you know? at open mics too. Right. Yeah. They're very similar where you need to eventually get to the end result of greatness, but you have to actually go in front of an audience and work it out. And I never understood this. Like comedians can never really go out on tour twice or three times in a two or three year period and do some of their greatest bits. It's almost like they're waiting for somebody then to say in the back, I oh, already did that one. But artists can and musicians can do that all the time. In fact, it's that's what they do. There's so the much direct opposite. Yeah. Like you'll walk away really mad if that artist that you spent $75 to go see doesn't do their greatest hit. But you'll never get to that point of having a hit unless you perform it over and over over and over again that's what i'm talking about okay let's do it again yeah and and it's a matter of like a, making it appear like this is the first time exactly and so yeah you know you just you're you're just like me when i first started it was like nobody paid me to do pr it was like i was so desperate to get in this industry that i loved that i knew i wanted to be a part of it since i was a kid but had no idea how to do it and i was charging next to nothing for publicity services. But every day that I was doing it was a day that I had won, at least in my head, that I got to do this as opposed to doing something else that I didn't want to do. And eventually, as I got better, whatever that is, and the bands got bigger, it's like you, you know, you just keep doing it, knowing full well, one day the right person is going to listen at the right time with the right offer and, and off you go. And when I'm rolling in the Benjamins, I will throw you and your dog a bone. Yeah. Is that how it works? It's like you just keep doing it. And then eventually someone who has like resources and power in the industry just like finds you. Is that like how it works? It's amazing how little control people really truly have about the path that they took in order to to do the thing that they love to do because there's no rules if you want to be great you know how to do it you just have to go and find an open mic 365 days of the year and you have to go out every single night and you have to suck and you have to stink and you have to be terrible until you end up with the great 10 minute slot that you can actually go and kill every single night. That's no different than being a musician, than being a publicist, than being a good driver. It's just practice. But the amazing thing is, is that once you put your podcast out there or any other piece of art form, you never get to control who listens to it. You don't get to control what the perception is. Yeah, it's always out there. 
it's not my fault that I have 800,000 people following me. I could have 60 somewhere along the line. I just hit this road that it was like, I think I figured out how to do it. It doesn't mean that I do it, but it just means that, okay, I think I figured out what people are looking for. And you know what to do too. I love talking to people who are passionate about what they do and like learning about like how they got to that point of like, I can make a living off of my passion. Cause I seem to like, really enjoy things that don't make me any money. <laughs> right. But how did you know that you could do this though? How did you know that you can go up on stage? Um, because I can't do anything else. I think it's like a thing right. where it's like, if you suck at everything, you're probably a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I mean, I've always been like a funny person. I've always, like, right. you know, like people, even in my high school yearbook, I didn't really have the courage to do it. And then one day I was just like, I'm going to write something and I'm going to do it. Yeah. Did you get nervous? Um, no, I don't. It's super weird. I think it's just like I've ran out of fucks. Also, like, I don't really have much to lose. Right. Because at the end of it all, nobody cares, right? Like, so you bomb. So you just go go back tomorrow. It's going to be a completely different crowd that may love the exact same set that you did. May love what you do. Yeah, I can do one set at this one club and then literally walk a couple blocks away, like within the next 10 minutes and bomb on one stage and do great on the other. So it's, I mean, I'm getting better at like reading the audience and like, you know, it's, it's a delicate thing where it's like, you can't say like a lot of people are going to be offended if they don't just wait for you to finish the sentence. (laughs) Like the whole goal is not to piss people off. I mean, that's not my goal. It's just to make people laugh. Yeah. And do you, when are you, are you at the area and at the phase now where you feel most comfortable on stage? Like when you're walking and you hear, is your comedy antenna on all the time? Yeah. It's not something you can turn off. Like there's funny shit happens. Like, and it's a lot of, it's like really traumatic when it happens and it takes a little bit of time to heal. But like, I've been through a lot of shit that like, you know, it's hard. Cause like you don't have yeah. control over a lot of shit in your life. Like I just got fired again. Like I can't keep a job. The last three jobs that I had were like less than seven weeks. Oh, so without naming the company, what did you do in your last job? It was just a customer service role. And I thought that like the the customers were always very, it's just like leadership issues. So like, I I think I just don't know how to behave when somebody is like in a powerful position. And there used to be a way to stick it to the man. It was called rock and roll. But guess what? Oh no, the man ruined that too. My mom was like, you should read this book called Getting Noticed at Work. And I was like, mom, I'm trying to like not get noticed at work. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I don't have that problem. You know, it's funny because you're, I, I would think that your, your internal voice would be hysterical when you think that you're not doing well at work if you don't talk, right? Like, because if, if you're having issues at work, and it's a personality issue or a clash. That's always what it is. Yeah. It's always like a personality issue. And it sucks because like they won't give me any concrete feedback. Like right. the last place that I got fired from, it was just this uh, Friday. He said it was a performance related issue, but I was only there for like six weeks. And it's like, how can you say that it's a performance issue? Obviously, I'm not going to be performing like that great. I'm new. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like people? 
it's like a love hate. Like I love people, but like I, I hate them. And every single time I'm like in a new social context, it's great at first. Like the more they get to know me, I don't know what actually happens, but then like people just start hating me. Like even there's politics and comedy too, which is like something that I'm learning. I thought like if you were funny enough, like you would get booked and it would be fine. And like there wouldn't be any type of hierarchy and stuff, but like there is. Yeah. Is it, is, is it age? Is it, um, is it, is it gender? You know, I want to blame gender and I want to blame these things, but like, maybe it's just me. Like, I have no idea how some people are able to like, just make the right connections. I, maybe I think I just get tripped out over the, when there's power struggle. That's interesting. Did you grow up kind of rebellious? Yes, I did. And there's always constant change. Like there's no stability in my life. Like the most consistent income that I've ever had in my life was when I was on unemployment for like a year and a half. Right, right. Because you can't get pissed off at the government. Well, you can, but nobody's going to care. They're not going to stop paying. Well, you can't get fired from unemployment. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, I w- I would think that you would be one of the really smart and 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 not that I don't think you're you're not, but I I would find that you would be one of the really smart ones that figures out the world very very quickly and learns how to use it to your advantage. I try, and I've been through all of these experience, all these failures, and like every single time, I'm like, I'm gonna take this away from it, and like, but like this last job. I was just trying to like stay under the radar and not get like super emotionally attached to it as well, because that's like another thing is like when you define yourself as like your job and then you lose your job and you lose everything. Yeah. And I was really trying hard to like just kind of distance myself from that a little bit. So, yeah, it's just constant change my whole life. But do you love it or do you are you looking for stability like are you like do you think I, mean, yourself- I say I'm looking for st- stability, but like I think I would be bored. <laughs> right. Yeah. To not be bored, I think is a privilege more than anything else, because I was always a workaholic. I find it a little bit difficult to just be able to shut it off and relax. Um, But that's just because I was always like this. Like I was always working when I was like a teenager and I loved doing, I never worked at a place that I hated ever, ever in my whole life. Um, But that was the ability to not, you know, not be stable. I'm stable at like, I'm comfortable in my uncomfortableness, knowing that, you know, that I'm working seven days a week. And it's the only way that I want to to live. I guess the American dream or whatever is like to be able to do what you love, or work hard, and you can get whatever you want or something like that. But like, I feel like my efforts just go nowhere. Like I'm just like, I don't know what it is, but like I've been fired for some of the stupidest reasons. Like there's reasons that like I don't even know for some of them. And then there's just like, really, like this has nothing to do with the company. But I think all of that leads you to this. All of that surprisingly leads you to the moment that you and I get to talk. Welcome to your life. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. But this is it. If you were happy and comfortable and stable, you wouldn't want to do anything else. More people. Don't let me down.